0: dark i'm the i'm gonna say go ahead and roll the opening right right now right this second
1: and And we're we're back. back you're listening to 43 feet a podcast about leadership we believe that real leading happens out front but that means you're probably building the next 43 feet of good road for those behind you while you're running the race yourself my name is frank schwartz known in the gloom of the early morning as dark helmet to my f3 brothers and I'm joined each week by Dave Redding, or Dredd, one of the co-founders of F3 Nation. We're going to answer your questions, pontificate wildly, teach leadership, and otherwise attempt to help you navigate the next 43
0: feet. All right, well, that brings us to the substantive portion. Ever so substantive. Of the, this particular uh, 43-foot podcast. We mm-hmm. make the turn here with 20 minutes left. Uh, Just so like we like it. We are, uh, our timeliness is, is pretty good. We are at the uh, Q4 point six uh if you're following along on our idiotic number system which of course we hope you are and this is team development team development as you know darkest team development is embedded about halfway midpoint in the fourth quadrant which is the leave right yeah man construction of legacy so developing teams is something you do to construct your legacy and that's why it's uh it's embedded in this place now in the preceding weeks um, the cue points that we went over were all about what you do to develop leaders, you know, yeah. schooling, apprenticeship, opportunity, and failure. Now, yep. when you have that program, what we call a leadership development program, in, a, in an organization of some kind or a group of some kind, it, it, that's how you produce new leaders. Now, what do you do with those? Uh, you put them together into a team and you develop them, right? Right. And then you develop the team as a unit rather than as a group of individuals. So the statement for team development is the mm-hmm. formation and deployment of a dynamic team. Formation and deployment of a dynamic team. Formation being the putting of it together. Right. Deployment meaning the sending it out to accomplish something, and uh, that something would be the mission of the team, as we call it. And dynamic meaning explosive. Yes. Right. As it, it's not just a static thing, you know, like a book club or a bowling club. It's dynamic. It's right. expected to grow. It's expected to accomplish things. It's expected to break some things, although hopefully fix more. Right. <laughs> right? That's what a team does. And right. Fixed
1: versus broke columns. Yeah.
0: As always, darkest of all helmets, yes. we have three thought-provoking Socratics. Would you like to hear what they are? I'm prepared. The, <laughs> good. Because <laughs> <laughs> when your thoughts get provoked. <laughs> Sometimes it can be a nasty thing. First one, what role does a team play in advantage-seeking? Second, what role does the Q play in team development? Yes. Third, how does the Q extend his authority? Authority. My, my authority. Say, I hate with <laughs> <Cartman gets> authority. <laughs> All right. Uh, our first spur, which is the concise takeaway from every Q point, is yep. and the answer to the Socratic, is dynamic teams are essential to both communities and organizations. Now, essential. Yes, essential. Must must have. Häfta. Must see TV is. Yes. you said. Yes. All right. The. Uh, The three types of groups that exist in F3, the F3 world, as you may recall, darkest, are communities, organizations, and teams. Yes. So this particular spur encompasses all three. An organization, I will remind you, is a a group of people who voluntarily combine, and though not in proximity, in other words, not close together, they are missional.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. They they share a mission.
0: Right. So a large corporation would be an example of an organization. The U.S. Army would be an organization. Mm Mm-hmm. F three, would be an organization. Indeed. Now, a community is a uh, group whose members voluntarily combine in close proximity. Yes,
1: so they're near one another. Near
0: one another. However, they have no mission. Yeah. Um, their mission, in a sense, is to exist together. Yeah. So peacefully. The village of Cotswold. Yes. Would be an example of a community. Indeed. In F3, we do not define communities by immutable characteristics like race, creed, gender, those kind right. of things, because yeah. there's no proximity. So, yeah. although I be a white middle-aged lawyer living in Charlotte, I bear really nothing in proximity with a white middle-aged lawyer living in Raleigh. Right. Because we're not in physical proximity. Yeah. And we know that the culture in the world defines it often in that way, but we do not. Right. Uh, because yeah, to Because we'll
1: say the, the lawyer community. Sure. Or the Whatever
0: the mormon community the mormon community yeah, mormon community. yeah, yeah exactly right. yeah but you know you you share uh, a religion or yeah, but, a set of religious but we are not proximate right you're not proximate with your you know your average guy from Ogden, yeah. utah right all right now finally is the team which combines the proximity of the community and the missionality of the organization and that's why a team is so essential to community and organization does that make sense to you it does all right Um, the team is the thing that makes the community and organization actually work right that's the thing that does it without a team if you just if you went to an organization it'd be a loose collection of people spread across some large geographical area with no ability to act in concert yeah if within a community you have a densely gathered group of people but they don't know how to do anything
1: Right. Well, they have have no agreed upon thing to do. That's right. That's right.
0: So in my little community uh, of um, the farming village of Cotswold, we had a (laughs) powerless homeowners association of which I was a member. Yes. You know, for about five years for some reason. Uh, I think the reason is because I wanted to serve my little community. Sure. My kids were younger then, and we did things like put on the Halloween party. Right, right. Put out a... Bunko. Put out (laughs) a uh, roster, a book where people could see Mm. who else lived there, and those things uh, were good, positive things my homeowner association was a team uh yeah. it was a team of sorts and uh not a sorts it was a team and we were missional in that yeah. way you,
1: you were proximate to one another right we did had not, a mission
0: we did not express our mission articulate it any particular way but if you would force me to do so i would say it's to advance advance the interests of the of the of the community right sure. one of those interests for instance was to make people feel more safe and secure. So every year we'd have a meeting with the local police right. who were responsible for this area, and they would give us tips like um, don't leave your car unlocked, Right. don't leave your gold bullion in the seat. <laughs> Quit leaving your laptops That's on true. top of the car. Or, you know, uh, choose the Schlegel brand lock. Uh, rather, you yes. know, They would give yeah. us several hints, sure. and that made members of the community who were concerned who were enthu- safety enthusiasts, yes, it made them feel safer. Yeah.
1: So, and presumably, it could have made something safer as well.
0: But to coordinate that, to you know, secure the space in the local church here, right across the street from where we are right now, mm-hmm. uh, then to coordinate with the police officers so that they, those public servants, could be present at the right, right time to pass around. Uh, flyers send emails to those who read any emails and flyers to those who didn't and make sure that they knew it was going to happen that all required some coordinated effort and that coordinated effort was best performed by a team mm-hmm. that makes sense to you? It does. Alright so that's why uh, teams are essential to communities because you've got to have that done right now. There going to happen. Yeah. Now take organizations. So F3 I'll give an example. F3 being a far-flung organization mm-hmm. from C to Shining sea in 30 different states with thousands and thousands of members how is it that we could ensure that the uh, missional, the mission and the core principles and the other things uh, of F three, are disseminated to uh, other locations where they may not have had the just the incredible benefit and blessing of being around me and you, <laughs> right? Right. Well, we had to form a team, and yes. that team we call the XG, yep. Executive Group, uh, and we travel around. And one of the places we travel to was Moore County. You know, It right. was this past weekend. Yeah. Uh, and we performed the the functions of that shared leadership team to the benefit, hopefully, of that part of the organization at least for a weekend.
1: The reports back are that that
0: uh, that was accomplished. Right, and yeah. the only people who weren't present were uh, Crotch Rocket, who has yep. absolutely no excuse at all. I'm just kidding; he did have an excuse. Unfortunately, he had and a I didn't realize that. Family tragedy, of him. and was actually had spent the weekend in Pittsburgh, which is ironic, since Fiat <laughs> Pittsburgh stalwarts, <laughs> spent the weekend here. <laughs> All right, so, uh, yeah. and also, uh, AP was not present. Uh, he was, I think, he was moving the, that weekend, right?
1: Uh, he may have moved just before, but uh, also I think he had work stuff. and work it, stuff, but
0: yeah. So, anyway, that's the way it works. Now, to encapsulate the team development process uh, that Virtuous Leaders employ to to form their teams, we have have a handy acronym, and, of course, we've jammed Wait, it in. we have an acronym? Yes, we do. Hmm. We've jammed it into the letters of the word team to make it easier (laughs) to remember. The T in team is for trust and natural alliance between team members. The virtuous leader builds trust within his team. If he doesn't have trust, the team won't hold together, right? Can't. There's a variety of ways you can do that. One of them is go do a go-rock together of all (laughs) things, right?
1: That's one way. To go
0: do hard things together, right? The E is for equipping, and that's the matching of team members to its mission the virtuous leader ensures his team has it what it needs to be effective, right? He right. finds those component parts. Now, within our shared leadership team of F3, the, the XG, we have guys that are very good at, let's say business and that kind of stuff like Jimmy.
1: Yep, yep.
0: Uh, we have guys like you that are excellent at communications for instance, for Try example. Right. And I'm trying to come up with a reason why I'm here and I can't. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but it was funny because, you know, you say that, but uh, I was on a call today with, uh, with both AP and Jimmy uh, and uh, our corporate player Gandalf, uh, one of many, um, and uh they you know they were just talking 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 and and bylaw this and f- whatever and all this kind of stuff and i just sat there and sat there and and i couldn't quite figure out why i was on the call sure. cuz i had no idea what they were talking about right. That's right. <laughs> and uh and so they jokingly said you know dh you got anything and i was like i uh, just I just want you all to know you're very
0: handsome. They all are very and that's,
1: handsome, that's that, very and sure. that's all I had to say. Because uh, if you because uh, I was not, I don't have those skills. Sure, but they definitely do, and you can hear it when they talk about it.
0: But the reason why you were on that call and the reason why you need to be there is well, sure, I had the information. You are Q of yeah. culture. And right. You need to disseminate this in a way that people can understand. So that's Absolutely. You, that's your job.
1: No, there was it was definitely a lot of reason for to be there. It was just funny because a lot of that stuff was. And
0: though you have not in my though you have a voice for radio, mm. I mean a face for radio. You yes. have a voice for a podcast.
1: Ah, okay. Not even sure. Just sure, not a means. call.
0: All right, so hey everybody, this week is a call. Hey, A mm-hmm. is for accountability dash team or yeah, dot, team. dot team. So we got two brands of accountability in F three in the Q source. As you know, there's individual account- accountability, uh, individual accountability, which is submission to standard through enforcement and consequence. That's for the individual, right? right? We also have team accountability, and that's setting and maintaining high standards within the team. Now the virtual leader instills a culture of accountability. Darkest of all within his team that fosters teamwork and mutual respect, right? Somebody has to set the standard and somebody has to enforce it. Mm-hmm. Because if that doesn't happen, the team will disintegrate.
1: Yeah, it's well, an, it, it'll turn into every man for himself or who knows what.
0: That's right. Now the M, the last letter in the word team, see how we did that? Mm-hmm. It's for missionality team. And again, we have two types of missionality. Right. We have individual, individual missionality, missionality, which right. is uh, serving in a high impact zone, right? Mm-hmm. Service in a high impact zone, that's for an individual. And that, along with personal accountability, is part of the second quadrant, right? the live right. So you can see how this kind of works together. If you don't live right, you don't subject yourself to accountability, and you're not missional, then you really won't be a good member of a team because yeah. you can't handle team accountability and team missionality, what's well, it's,
1: right? it's that whole, like, if uh, if I can't trust you with the small things, how am I supposed to give you the big things? There you, you go, know? So if you can't do it for yourself,
0: how are you going to do it for us? Right. right. Yeah. Here's a couple of errors. See what you do with that. All right. Yeah. Now, team missionality is prioritizing team mission accomplishment. Here, the virtuous leader never lets the team members forget what they combined to accomplish. Mm-hmm. So I know I bore people when I do this, but I do it for this reason. It's a constantly repeat mission. Yeah. And and challenge people to repeat it too, because if you don't know why you're there, right, then we you a, shouldn't be there. We, we reinforce this in the in the in the rucksack uh-huh. like, portion of the go ruck grow ruck uh, by giving missions to leaders, and then telling them they have to disseminate those missions and make sure everybody understands them. And then halfway through, when everybody's dragging and cold and wet and tired and thinking right. about their Cliff Bar in their pocket, right. you know, we grab a guy and we say, "What's the mission?" we did that and he has no idea so, this was comic <laughs> results so we grab a guy you know during the night the mission was to move uh casualties to a mm-hmm. helicopter landing zone right? yes and we were doing that on foot that was the mission yes and the helicopter landing landing zone was in a particular park yes. Reedy massey park or something and so yeah anyway So we grabbed a guy halfway through. Actually, we were almost at the park itself. We said, what's the mission? And this guy, first guy says. I was so bad. First guy says, you know, I've got to be honest with you, Biggin. I don't know. I I don't know." I (laughs) (laughs) I thought that was great. My mission is to walk in line behind that guy. Uh, A a second guy we grabbed said the mission was to go to Reedy Massey Park. And, you know, Kadri Diaz says, no, that's the location. Why are we (laughs) doing it? It's like, ah. I got nothing. I got nothing. See, this missionality idea is difficult. Um. But it ain't complicated. No, it's hard, but it yeah. ain't complicated. simple. But tough. You know, you just gotta say, "Here's what we're doing. Here's why." now tell me back.
1: And that's the funny thing, you know, like in a in an organization, uh, let's say a company, right? Everyone assumes because it's on the the you know the break room right. wall or something that oh everybody knows the mission. They just don't know. Right? Nobody has any idea. Right? And if you're not, and just because you said it once at the you know the annual meeting, nobody right. has any idea. If you're not doing something intentionally on a very regular basis. To preach it to the men and have them preach it back, it
0: ain't in there. Right. You 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 barely have even scratched head knowledge, and you certainly don't have any heart knowledge. Right. So yeah. my litigation group, mm-hmm. uh, you know my mammon, we have a mission right. that's advanced. close with and destroy the enemy. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> something some, yeah. Ad, advance uh, advance claims to trial in order to resolve disputes. So that's what there we am. do, right? Yeah, because the. Uh, a method of dispute resolution is to go to trial, and to, if you advance the claims to trial, then they get resolved somewhere along the way. Usually, if not, then you go to trial and do it. It's just like yeah. war, right? Right. Train, train, and train for war, and fight in war is really kind of what armies do, right? If, right. if so necessary, but if I don't comp- remind my guys of that all the time, they might get sidetracked by what I call complications—things uh-huh. that are not along that critical path to advance a claim to trial. Such as, uh, such as excessive scheduling of depositions that are do not need to be taken. Ah, right. So okay. that's one thing that happens. Or motions to amend the pleadings. There can be a million of them, but they're things that just kind of delay the inevitable.
1: I was going to say they're they're they might be nice billable things, even <laughs> whatever. But they or they might be things that look like work, but they're not missional because they're not advancing to trial. That's right. Okay, now, got it
0: for the team to be dynamic. Darkest of all, the virtuous leader must continually reinforce each of these aspects t e a and m he's got to be constantly strengthening trust (coughs) yeah dark one both between each member between the members and himself right so you know if i'm the leader of our shared leadership team xg then i've got to ensure that there's trust between you and say slaughter Mm -hmm. and i also got to ensure that you trust me anything Mm -hmm. that harms that is going to harm the trust and and the process won't work right got to make sure that everybody has what they need to accomplish the mission that we have the right men. I got to make sure we're fully equipped to do that. Got to add members if I need to. Got to make sure that we hold each other accountable. You mm-hmm. know that we mm-hmm. that we have team standards, and ultimately at the end of the day, I got to make sure we stay missional. If we not, we're just a little club right. Hang, right. hanging out together, a fun
1: little workout group. That's right. Yeah. And
0: F three uh, as an organization would either then start the process of turning into a bold bull, a bullfrog, turn from lizard to bullfrog, or somebody else will do it.
1: Right, I would say, or, or they're starting the process of black-towing all of us. Well, no,
0: somebody else will do it from some on the part of the organization. Yeah. Because that happens. Because a dynamic leader or a virtuous leader, wherever he is, will pick up slack.
1: Yeah, because he doesn't care who's sitting ahead of him
0: or he doesn't see whatever. that anybody is ahead of him right. or behind he him. He just jumps in. Right, because he's living third. Make sense? It does. All right, let's take it to the second spur, my dark one. Yes. And yeah. that is dynam- dynamism is mm-hmm. impossible without virtuous leadership. In other words, it can't happen, right? It can't happen unless you've got a virtuous leader there, right? Because? Well, actually, I was was alluding to it before. Once a team is formed, whether by happenstance or meticulous design, a team will either designate one of its members as the Q Mm -hmm. and invest him with that authority he needs or it'll fail to accomplish the mission that brought into existence in the first place. There's just no in-between, man. Without that cue, that dynamic leader, all you got is a club, right? Yeah. You got guys, uh, and I, you know,
1: again, relating it back to Mammon or whatever, but you got guys sitting in cubicles with no idea.
0: That's right. And just That's existing. Right. Yeah. Now, take that word dynamic. We're going to break it down one more time and talk Do about it. it. But you know, these are the words that kind of support it. Energetic. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Vigorously active. Mm-hmm. Forceful. Mm-hmm. That's what the, the, the leader must be. It yeah. must be those things. For the team to be dynamic, he has to be dynamic. He has to be energetic, vigorously active, and forceful.
1: Couldn't be any other way.
0: It's got to be that way. Because uh, they
1: will do whatever is
0: modeled for them. That's right. And yeah. it only you know in our belief system, F3 belief system, only a virtuous leader can be all those things. Only a virtuous leader can be energetic, vigorously active, and forceful. That's just the way it is, right? If he doesn't have those skills, and he won't be able to, to he won't be able to form the team in the first place, and he won't be able to deploy it. If he deploys it, and he loses his personal dynamism, he becomes less than virtuous, then the team will as well. Yes, yeah. that's, that's critical.
1: Yeah, no, it makes sense.
0: So for the for team development, more than any other function of the virtuous leader, that's that's the most important. It most directly invokes those two twin lodestars of legacy, and that's where we are, right? Yeah. Number one, advantage achieved for the group. Uh-huh. That's where our legacy is built. Number two, development of other virtuous leaders who continue to seek advantage. So, if I am the leader of our group, of our shared leadership team, which is. You which know, you are. Which I hope so. I hope you would say that I have these characteristics that, you know, that I'm energetic, right? And most of the forth- time. I, ho- I hope so. Most of <laughs> the time. I'll admit, <laughs> I'll admit I'm tired right now. <laughs> I know.
1: No, absolutely.
0: Yeah, I'll admit it. You know, so, you know, I love these pictures of me, you know, asleep. <clears throat> now, uh, I don't mind that at all. I know you don't. And I don't think it, you guys would take them and put them out on a Twitterverse if that's what I was always doing. Right. They're usually pictures of me after I... It's, it's the irony of it almost. Expended yeah. a tremendous amount of energy. That's why
1: I started hashtagging it, leave it all on the field.
0: Leave it all out there, right? Yeah. So uh, you take the Grow Ruck, uh, any Grow ruck, you know, in the way we've been doing it so far. We're getting ready to make a little bit of a change, but uh, I serve both sides of it. So we have... Yeah. We have basically two sets of of people. We have what we call T's or trainers. Right. Uh, And then we have cadre, and I've doubled down on that. Yeah. And it's worn me to a flip. But (laughs) I felt like to get us moving along this line, somebody had to do that. Yeah. And because I'm the leader, that somebody has to be me. Well, candidly. For a season. Yeah. A Not a
1: lot of guys more qualified either. So. Ah, well,
0: thank you very much, but I think there's plenty of guys. But I just happen to be the man here now. Fair. So if if there's going to be a path, and this is a pathway through some uncharted territory, what we're trying to do. Oh right? yeah. Well, if you're going to chart some, un, uh, if you're going to forge a path through some uncharted territory, you got to be a pathfinder. Yeah. If you got to be that leader. You got to be the, the pioneer and author of something new, right? Right. And if you're going to do that, you got to experience it for yourself. That's the way I feel about it. No, that makes sense. And uh, I'll get a little long in the tooth for all that at five six. Uh, Hashtag active adult. Active adult, doing the best I can, uh, but I got a lot of a lot of help. But I've got to at least forge that pathway so I can turn yeah. back and say this is the way we're going to do it. So I've spent the weekend doing two things: um, seeking advantage for the group, right, and second, developing others. Yeah, continue that after I'm gone. So to me, yeah. that that encompasses the whole point. Doing it, man. Trying. Uh, Trying. Okay. Trying. Yep. Third spur: delegation is the foundation of teamwork. So let's just break that down delegation it's the cues and trustment of the performance of a task to a team member Entrustment. yeah
1: I think a lot of guys sometimes look at delegation and go, uh, "Oh yeah no so he got me to do a thing he didn't want to do right. or that he couldn't do or whatever and that is not the case
0: it's it's it it's delegation if all you're doing is saying oh you do this because I hate it right but
1: or I don't have time to, I don't have time to whatever." Do it.
0: It has to be something you've done yourself number yeah. one as the leader and it has to do something that will ultimately extend your own authority as the cue yeah right that's what you're that's what you're basically asking right um to extend your authority and you do it through other men and that's why that
1: that trust is so essential on both sides one as the delegator that i trust you that you'll actually do it in sure. a way that i would do it right i'm extending like you said my responsibility my authority whatever it is as the man responsible for the outcome right. that's right? right so i have to trust you but then i also as a delegatee must trust that what i'm being asked to do is gonna well you
0: measure. got the biggest The, the you want to the biggest failings of delegation and uh i've seen a lot it's particularly true of lawyers have a hard time doing <laughs> this right sure um but but delegation is actually a little bit of an art and a little bit of skill all wrapped together. Um, great delegators are artists in a sense, but they're Bob Ross, not Picasso. Right. <laughs> they make a nice little painting. Right. You know, and right. you wouldn't be like, oh, Bob Ross, he's not much of an artist. kind of is. You just don't realize it because he's using sponges and spacklings and all right. this stuff that's just laying around there. Right. right? Uh, you know, and he's cranking it out. Yeah. And simultaneously teaching other people how to do it. Oh, look at that. Hey, look at that. So, here with delegation, a couple things to remember. You can delegate authority, and you have to delegate authority, and you have to delegate sufficient authority for it to get done. Right. But you can never delegate responsibility. So when you delegate Uh, authority for something to happen, and you empower uh, a team member to do it in your stead, you vest him with that authority, Uh right? It's got to be enough, but it cannot include responsibility. Yeah, it's not his task. Those are the two failings. So generally, people under-delegate authority. In other words... They, they they delegate. They say, get this right. done, and they don't give them enough authority to do so. Right. Right? Or, and or, it's usually coupled, they hold them responsible for the outcome. He ain't responsible for the outcome. You are, bigot. You are. Right? <laughs> so they do those things together, and once you do that, guys will stop acting. Yeah. Right? Because they're well, they they set up to fail. They don't trust you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So it all comes back to that T word. Now, take a governing body that vests authority in its agents to accomplish its ministerial functions for example uh, justice of peace right yeah. of sorts who can conduct the minister the the uh ministerial authority of conducting a wedding right yeah he says those common words i by the by virtue right. of the authority vested in me uh-huh. by the state of north carolina right. right declare you to be wed according according to the ordinance of the law actually I had to read that because literally what it says yeah let me read that again because i don't want to i don't want to mess sure me up. I, by virtue of the authority vested in me by the state of North Carolina, declare you to be wed according to the ordinance of the law, right? Doesn't mean the governor has to, you know, no. it's like he delegates right. that authority, right? It's vested, authority vested. Now, here's another example North Carolina people know. I don't know how South Carolina works, but in every elevator in the state of North Carolina up, there's a little chart. That's right, man. There's a little picture of, uh, uh-huh. do, you, do you know the woman's name? Sherry Berry. Oh, Sherry Berry, right? <laughs> she was actually the first one to figure out. You know, I think she's Commissioner of Labor or something. That sounds right. Um, she was the first one to figure out that putting her picture on there would be a good thing to do, you know, politically, not just her signature, right? Right, right. So, you know, you look at that, uh, her picture's there, right? Her oh, signature, yeah, Sherry right. Berry. But she could not possibly, she could not possibly <laughs> have inspected every elevator, right? <laughs> no. She delegated the responsibility, right? She, yeah. she can't, you know, she's responsible right, for the proper function of the elevator, Yeah. you know, and the... Let me get this right. She's responsible for the proper inspection of the elevator. Yes, right. Whatever, whatever, whatever yeah, that, uh, regulations are in force for yeah. the inspection of the elevator. Right. You know, the old retired Otis guy goes in there. And right. Well, whatever that is, he inspects it. Right. Yeah. She delegates the authority to do so. She could never possibly inspect no. every elevator. Right. No. But she retains the responsibility, and she put a picture on there so you'd know it. I thought that was a great. That's interesting. Yeah. That was a. Yeah. That's a, that's got good politics. Right. You know, uh, either way, it's a good illustration of the point in it. Yeah. So, you know, these elevators, inspections and wedding ceremonies, whatever, there are good examples of tasks that must be delegated for an organization, the state to function properly. Couldn't possibly do it. Right. Yeah. And that's kind of how it's going to be with your team as a leader. Right. And we have a little rule of thumb that we advocate living by and we call it the 80 slash one rule. Right. Yep. Under the 81 rule, the Q delegates every task that any man on his team can do 80% as well as he can. Yeah, Not just the ones he hates. No, anything. Right? Including the ones he loves. Right? If there's somebody else who can do it 80% as well as he can, he does it. Except that 1% that absolutely must, positively must be done by him. Yeah. See, there's just some things that the Q will have to do yeah. Right, the leader will have to do. Yeah. They can't be delegated. And for every every group, or whatever, that's going to be a different thing for yeah. every team, right?
1: Well, it's it's like you talked about the uh, that's that's the stuff you break class for. That's right to get a guy out. That's right. Yeah.
0: So when I was an infantry platoon leader, they taught us the one thing you could not delegate was you had to set the ba- the tripod in for the M sixty machine gun on a, in a defensive position. Okay, you had to figure where that went, and then the defense would get built around it. Because that was that governed where the final protective line of fire would be. So you had to pick that out. You had oh, to make that decision. Okay. Somebody else could put the gun on it. Somebody else could dig the trench sure. around it. But you had to say, "This is where it goes." Now I'm going to say, as a lawyer trying a case, you know, you have associates do stuff, paralegals do stuff, but I got I got to do the closing. I got to do the critical cross examinations. I got to do the uh-huh. closings. I've got to do the critical counseling of the witnesses. Notice that starts with all C's. Uh-huh.
1: Counseling,
0: counseling cross examination, and, and closing. Those to me are the essential non delical tasks of the litigator. So mm. there, and you know, your business is going to be something as well, yeah. right? Yeah. That 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 it is. Now, um, I would say that list, though, that one percent list. That's why we say one percent may not exactly be that. It needs to be a very short list. Sure. And anybody who's ever worked with me in any capacity knows with me, it's a very short list. Yeah. Things that I have to do because yeah. I am a very dispensable man. Trying. You know, by 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 design. I am a very dispensable man. I lead to lead myself out of a job, Mm -hmm. right? That's the critical part of it. Um, That's that's another reason why you delegate. And poor delegators often are afraid to lead themselves out of a job. That's why they don't delegate. Yeah, they couldn't ever actually give authority because then in their mind it would diminish their own. That's right. You have to be absolutely dedicated to making yourself dispensable. And one of those days, as you've done that, some member of the team into whom you've poured yourself, you've you've equipped them, you've trained them, you've taught them everything he needs to know. He understands the mission, is going to eclipse you in skill. And you know what you need to do that day? Hand him the keys of the car and yep. shake his hand. <laughs> I mean, Take off, big Yeah. You know, and that's a, a really tough thing to do, man. Yeah. A really tough thing to do. You know, and having preached this and written it down and talked to you guys about it, and now saying it over the podcast and all that stuff, I'm going to have a lot of help hold me accountable to that day. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. I I know when it comes down to that, I'm not going to really want to do it. No. But I will have a lot of help reminding me. You know, Dred, the old 81 thing. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And, you know, the beauty part of that is I'll find something else. Sure. It'll be something else for me to help some other way. No. You know, um, and knowing that keeps me hopeful and unconcerned about that day in the future because that's really what I'm supposed to do, man, right? Yeah, it is hard as it may be, and it 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 doesn't bother me, man. It's I know I'm strong, man. I you know, yeah, no, first no season, question. and I know I'm I'm strong enough to carry you, brother. I know that because you ain't heavy. You're my brother. <laughs> <laughs> that was a hard one to work in. All right, <laughs> Franklin. Yes, sir. Can I tell you something? <laughs> you can. You got a face for radio, oh, uh,
1: Drake, Can I tell you something? Sure. This is a podcast. It, it is. is. It is.